<laughs> welcome to Welcome to Primetime, a show covering the Freddy Krueger-hosted anthology series, Freddy's Nightmares, one episode at a time. I'm Brennan Klein. Every episode is brought to you by donations from listeners like you. You get one new episode for every donation. Please help us keep going by giving to the Okra Project, an organization that is working to feed black trans people in need. You can donate through the link in the show notes. Take a screenshot of your receipt, black out any personal information, and send it to w2ptpod at gmail.com, which you can also find in the show notes or DM it to me on social media. This week's patron is Patrick Hamilton of the Kill by Kill podcast. You should all check it out, although I'm sure you already have. Uh, and again, we have returning guest, Justin Madriaga from Geek KO and Geek and Update. Welcome back, Justin. Oh, it's great to be back. Uh, since the last episode, uh, we still have uh, family members in my house, so I apologize in advance if you start hearing Baby Shark in the background. Oh, honestly, that would maybe only improve this podcast. Oh, <laughs> well, perfect. You're probably going to hear it along with the hot dog dance, which is a thing that happens sometimes. I don't know oh. if you have toddler relatives, but um, yeah, you should listen to the hot dog dance because uh, I memorized it now. Is it a new dance or a very old dance that kids are now into? You know, no, it's it's from Mickey Mouse's Playhouse. Uh, oh, the, the clubhouse? Yeah, something like that. And then, like, they play it at every the end of every episode. So, it okay, all the, time. And the, so it, it plays at all the all the all the hot weddings. Oh yes, it, it, in in the year twenty fifty three, when all the <laughs> toddlers that are now toddlers getting married. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, honestly, I am extremely curious about this dance because I have not encountered it yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> But first, let's talk about some Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> oh, okay, good, because I thought we were going to get into this dance, because let me tell you. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, it's not the right format. You can do it on Geek End Update, and everyone will have to watch. All right, got it. I'll have to do that uh, then. <laughs> okay, but we're here today to talk about Season 1, Episode 6, Saturday Night Special. Uh, the air date was November 13th, 1988. Here's what you could have watched in theaters instead of that. You could have watched Iron Eagle 2, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, or... Uh, which would have been my choice. The original Child's Play came out. Oh, what 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 was the date? Uh, November thirteenth, nineteen eighty eight. So that would have been the three it would days have come out like after two days my before birthday. <gasps> oh, we're just we're really. I you know we picked you for the the perfect pair. Perfect. We're just Great. uh coming right around. <laughs> I wonder uh, what actually happened on my birthday. Um, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to like put your deeds on blast, but like, was your birthday in eighty eight? No, I mean, my actual birth date was. You, in you, the you 80s. don't have to tell us, Wait, um, uh, unless you want to. It's in the eighties, but I okay. was born at that point. I'm I sure, like, like, it doesn't take a really large internet search if you really wanted to know. <laughs> Fair enough. I just didn't want anyone to like, you know, hack your Facebook because it's like, <laughs> when's your birthday? Um, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna want to know my birthday, you better just give me a birthday present then. So yeah, true. Just to leave there. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the writer of this episode is uh, two writers. There's Don Bollinger, who somehow came into this show because all of his other credits are just a bunch of German shit. (laughs) So I don't know, (laughs) like how he came to the came upon like American television just ever so briefly for this beautiful shining moment. (laughs) Um, And also James Nathan, who wrote The Killing Time, starring Bo Bridges. Um, this director is Lisa Gottlieb, our first female director on the show. Welcome, Lisa. Um, she also directed the infamous 80s film Just One of the Guys, um, which is kind of a Twelfth Night-esque, uh, 
gender bending she's the man situation okay um cast here we've got sherry shattuck from the young and the restless scott burkholder who you might recognize as the air traffic controller in con air <laughs> um we also have robert lesser from christmas evil and poltergeist 2 and also little little cameo from Stu charno who played ted in friday the 13th part 2 he's the kind of a uh, prankster character um and I I did my research before coming into this episode, but I would have recognized him instantly, and I was like, "That's Ted. That's crazy." <laughs> of course you would, Brendan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. Thank you. Um, okay, so here's here's what we're working with in this episode. So Ted from Friday Thirteenth Part Two is the best friend of. Oh, I didn't I didn't get his name actually. Um, do you remember the name of the lead guy in this episode? Uh, was it Tom? No, wait. Tommy was the other episode we watched. Fair enough. Uh, ooh, that's actually a good question. Yeah, uh, th- this actually just turned into an episode of your podcast, or I'm just asking you trivia right. about this episode we watched. I mean, I do have my buzzer, but I'm just going to cheat right now and then look that up. Saturday yeah. nights. Um, hold on, it's loading on mine, so I think I got it. Um, okay. Yeah, hold for hold for applause as everyone loves this moment. Gordon, that's his name. Gordon. Okay. Oh, I remember him calling him Gordy. Yes. Um, yeah. so he's lusting after this beautiful blonde who's skating at the ice rink and it seems like it might be some sort of corporate uh, ice skating event okay yeah at, okay <laughs> they were watching hockey i think but like no one, it looks like they were ending and then it just became like a few people that were creepily watching people skate and that's it yeah, it was unclear why they were there, but he is very horny for this blonde who's a pretty good ice skater. I was not right. expecting the ice skating to be at this level in this like kind of budget of a show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so his his friend is like, you only chase perfection. And he's like, it's a personal preference. And I'm like, your, your preference is perfect human beings? Because that's no one. I mean, maybe, I don't know, Justice Smith? Just to name, name one? I don't know. Like, who's perfect? <laughs> um oh he is perfect huh oh i mm, love him oh i could watch pokemon so many times or what is it i mean called? i'm sure you detect, detective pokemon pikachu? detective pikachu yeah that that was a great movie not gonna lie oh yeah it was super fun and he's <laughs> great in it he even is good in his parts of the quite bad jurassic world fallen kingdom <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway he's not in this episode unfortunately yeah, so Gordon is leaving the skating rink. His romantic hopes are dashed because the blonde is walking off with some kind of like hotshot executive guy. Um, so basically, he walks into this building called Rendezvous Dating, and all of a sudden, um, Freddie's hand kind of comes over the building, and then his head pops up, and he kind of sucks up the building. Yeah, I, I did not get that. I was <laughs> like, wait, what does this have to do with the whole episode? And I kept watching the full episode thinking that, oh, that transition has to make sense somewhere. Nope. Why did I think that? No, it, it, it's in the service of a weird hope he doesn't bite off more than he can chew pun, which also doesn't make sense. Because the only reason that pun is there is because he just ate the building, but that's not part of the plot. <laughs> right. I mean, you could probably put that anywhere. And I know that we discussed this last episode, but it was probably just the day where he just gave him a hair. Here's a bunch of lines that we have no idea we're going to put oh, yeah. on a- an episode. Just, just just do it. 
and they were like, oh shit, we didn't say anything about dating. Let's just shove this one in. But <laughs> I will say the effect of him kind of looming over the building and sucking it up, great execution, impossibly strange idea. <laughs> right. I mean, did they did they all die in that building because it just got sucked up into party? Yeah, and so the rest of the episode just takes place in his tummy. <laughs> Um, that would now that's a dream that'd be a better twist honestly yeah um okay so basically he's at this dating thing um they're trying to take a nice you know video chat thing of, of him and <laughs> in front of a barn background yeah a weird painted farmhouse like he's in a community theater production of oklahoma <laughs> exactly i mean i if i saw a tinder profile in front of a a backdrop of a poorly poorly painted barnyard i get turned yeah. on so fast swipe right yeah your wind can come sweeping down my plane anytime mm-hmm. um but yeah so the the guy there is trying to coach him how to smile but he looks increasingly just out of his mind <laughs> um and eventually he gets coached to say just all these lies about how he's this you know harvard hotshot who played hockey and french canada and And for someone who was super nervous at first it seemed very natural of him lying well that must have taken all night (laughs) um (laughs) this guy had nothing else to do he's like i'm working the late shift at the dating center (laughs) which is a thing um and he's like i'm just gonna have some fun let's go um flex my fiction writing muscles (laughs) But basically, he ends up he does end up getting a date with Lana, who's the blonde who he really likes, and she actually just kind of shows up in his bed, so it's already a little supernaturally. Yeah. Um, and every time we see her, a saxophone orgasms off screen. Um, oh, I I did not notice that, but that's hilarious. Oh no, just because like he wakes up and he turns around and she's like, "Hey, Gordy," and the saxophone's like. sexy it's sexy time look at lana wouldn't that be amazing or a little annoying if that actually happened in real life that would uh i mean yes yes to both (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i wish i had theme music in general (laughs) um but especially i I do not need it to be like careless whisper just fully every time and gordy cannot play it cool um he has big chandler energy (laughs) um and he's always like what (laughs) (laughs) like he's like he's a freaking cartoon yeah oh wait okay um yeah and sorry i'm trying to remember I don't remember if I wrote down my notes wrong or if the episode is just poorly edited and it could be both. Um, but she, I'm pretty sure she wakes up in his bed. Oh, that is a dream. Like he wakes yeah, up that was that. a dream because he was, she wasn't there afterwards. Yeah, she wasn't there. But she left him a message on his phone um, saying like, oh, I saw your video service and I want to go on a date with you. Um, I'm going to ask you out. So, yeah, because I was like, wait, why does he meet her after this scene? But that's why. Um, so basically he goes to her apartment and he doesn't technically know that she looks like what he dreamed about yet. And so when her roommate Mary opens the door, shocking, cause she's so plain and hideous. <laughs> um, th- this, she, 
Sorry. Total opposite. I mean, like, obviously, they, they had to make sure that they had, they played that metaphor card really hard. God, this poor woman um, who is, you know, a perfectly reasonable, attractive looking woman. They just dress her up like she's in a Halloween costume as a mattress. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just, she's just fully wearing like a little house on the prairie bed sheet just as an outfit it's like if i show my elbows it's a sin yes i thought she was amish um <laughs> but she's just plain um but yeah so you know it's supposed to be it's like that gag i know you watched 30 rock um oh, yeah. so it's like that gag in 30 rock where liz lemon is getting somebody else's mail and it ends up that it's john ham but when she knocks on the door at first it's this wild guy who looks like one of the three stooges <laughs> and he just goes a girl <laughs> um it it is that version of that but with this just poor amish woman (laughs) um but then of course no it is lana and the saxophone you know quietly masturbates in the corner um (laughs) he damn it kenny just can't quit (laughs) true no in the 80s you you could not escape no um, but yeah, so they go to this fancy restaurant and things are going really well. He turns out he knows how to speak French because he just, he said it in his thing and now all of his lies are coming true. Um, wait, is that what happened? Cause kind like, of. except for I mean, he, he didn't know how to ice skate. So he, he lost, he lost the power at some point. So wait, but then his only power was to speak that line of French and that was it. Everything else he would like revealed. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, look, being bilingual <laughs> is a superpower so like, let's, let's not dismiss that but right it, it it's really not that much in the scheme of of this kind of magic <laughs> uh, so yeah it's this weird situation where again the 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 freddy krueger kind of dreamlike element keeps creeping in and making things really confusing and not actually aiding the story at all um because he see the waitress pops the champagne and he has this daydream of like the cork just flying into her eye and then there's this other waitress who like she gets skewered in the butt by these two um no skewers skewers yeah and then but the the other thing though is like even like when he snaps out of it then you have you know just the regular waitress masturbating the the bottle or like oh well yeah she's yeah she's like still being sexy and lana thinks that he's you know kind of ogling these other women but he's just right. staring at these horrible grisly images and then i guess the the waitress with the skewer flare after like you know just kind of hey look i'm a swordsman yeah it's very much like one of those restaurants i guess where there are belly dancers who come up to your table or something because she does like a little sword routine <laughs> Um, I mean, I'd go to that restaurant. That sounds kind of awesome. A French restaurant with swords? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fun. The dream, like, kind of gory imagery is fun, but it doesn't go anywhere because Lana isn't even upset because she eventually does say, like, oh, you've only had eyes for me all night. And I think that's when we're supposed to realize that she's fully dream Lana. Um, but it just, again, it, it, it just... the they're not so much blurring the line between reality and fantasy as they are just, I don't know, throwing tomatoes at it. Like it just, it makes no sense. Right. Um, but she takes him to an ice skating rink and she's like, well, you said you were on the, this hockey team and you won all these Stanley cups. So I want you to show me your moves. And all of a sudden she's in a bikini, in a hockey mask, 
like playing <laughs> hockey with him. Um, it's a great outfit. I mean, that that might be my uh, next Halloween costume. Oh yeah, totally rocket. I mean, you do you. Yeah, I mean, it, you could you could come to the party with me if there's not going to be a Halloween party this year in 2023 <laughs> when we get to go. Um, and Don't you can play. Me. God, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but when, you can you can be Gordy because he gets like handcuffed inside the hockey net, um, literally <laughs> in his net of lies. So that can be your costume. Just just walk around with a hockey net like tied to me. Yeah, I mean th- it's unique. I can't say I've ever seen it before. <laughs> um, and then she ends up she's on a zamboni and there's this little couch on the zamboni that she's doing like a sexy dance on yeah um i would like to uh meet the the art director who was tasked to make that it's like what do you want <laughs> um i want a i want a sexy chair strapped to a zamboni done yeah, it's it's prince ali's zamboni is what it is yes. <laughs> um and then she okay so what happens is he gets run over by the zamboni but then he wakes up it's still the original night when he was gonna walk into the dating place but it's now just like a meatpacking place and then he gets hit by a car so i'm just like what am i supposed to get out of this i wasn't sure if that was like he get hit by a car now or did he hit get hit by a car earlier we just didn't see it and this was all just kind of like a coma-y thing or yeah, it's an occurrence at Al Al creek bridge situation <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. That was a weird sequence. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense because they were like, well, because of course Lana is a dream because the things she's doing are increasingly surreal and just wouldn't be happening. Um, but it's and like for what? a. Oh no! I was just gonna say, and for like a series that hits us over the head with metaphor after metaphor, I meat packing. I, I, I don't know. And the way that he dies isn't ironic. Like, it isn't based on his foibles. He's just hit by a car. He's just like, really <laughs> quickly dispatched. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just truly don't know. And then we get another one of Freddy's lines that were just, you know, done en masse and just kind of shoved wherever. Because he says, like, when, <laughs> when it comes to flesh, the first cut's always the deepest. Which, again, nothing. What no. are you talking about, sir? <laughs> are you okay? Freddy have you been paying attention were you just like were you just like have zoom on mute when we had this meeting yeah like it's like he has to do a book report and he didn't even he doesn't even know the title of the book (laughs) no he does not (laughs) just truly the the planning on this show was not there (laughs) um anyway so in the next section our main character is mary the the amish mattress um (laughs) So it turns out Lana is real, although she continues to be a kind of dreamlike cipher. Like we never get any sort of interiority on Lana. Um, But so she is the hot roommate of Mary and Mary is this kind of repressed copy girl at Lana's real estate agency. She bad copier, by the way. I mean, sorry. Oh yeah. Go for it. like a, a bad uh, copier, by the way, a bad copyist, I must say. She was just like making copies of her face, apparently. <laughs> yes. At least it's not her butt, you know. No, no, like true. Like frat party style. She's just like wasting paper and ink. I don't know what she's doing. Well, I don't know what this uh, real estate agency is doing other than fully uh, being a brothel. <laughs> true. Um, but we'll get to that. So right now, Mary just complete she sounds like 
Beth from Little Women. Like she sounds like an angelic character who is doomed to die of movie disease <laughs> and like <laughs> teach disease. someone an important lesson. <laughs> movie disease. What it so so like what was it called? Uh the Man, what did they used to call uh, tuberculosis? Oh, the consumption? <laughs> consumption. <laughs> yes. No, It look, it's movie disease where that they are completely well and can participate in the plot until they just kind of get pale and die. <laughs> oh. Um, but she she's suffering from that. Like, uh, you know, like any character in Les Miserables where it's like, you know, I'm tired, so I guess I'm dying. You know what? It's so funny. I get all the Les Miserables... Uh, he jokes i've never watched it i mean if you've got yourself a free five hours you know you can go for it <laughs> is it really five hours no it, it's two hours 45 but it, it it's long you'll need some bathroom uh, breaks okay i probably need to watch that though along with like all the other movie classics and other classics yeah no look there's a lot of classics to watch les miserables is probably be pretty low on that list but i <laughs> i enjoy it okay um but anyway so lana takes her to this kind of plastic surgeon makeup full like full head to toe beauty guy um, and therapy apparently yeah although his therapy is very horrible it's just right. him philosophizing he's saying he loves women but it's his philosophies of how women are just kind of terrible and vapid <laughs> yo doc I, I i told you to fix my face i didn't say for you to preach to me just so uh, stop your yapping yeah <laughs> um but yeah so he kind of takes her into this what i called in my notes a beauty void um <laughs> where it's this completely black room with this kind of cushy couch in the middle that she's on and he does all these you know w completely wild things like he takes a chisel and hammer to her nose he like is there's like a slit in her leg that he's like vacuuming out of yeah i would like to see the diploma from where this dude went to medical school because i don't think these are like medical grade chisels or yeah, they're they're an not, operating room they're not but his work is impeccable um no healing time like she comes out same day looking completely different she looks like well okay we'll get there um but first <laughs> when he's like it, it's like a kind of fake gory liposuction where he's using a vacuum to suck out like the fat and just kind of the blood and gross stuff from the inside of her leg. By the way, I don't know if you can hear that, but there is a vacuum right behind <gasps> me. So it's oh. kind of like I'm getting like a, a little 4D explanation from you right now. Yeah, a little. It's, it's a Lone Ranger radio serial. Um, <laughs> but, but so all the gross, you know, her innards are kind of like splurting out into this receptacle, which is fully just the water cooler from the writer's room <laughs> um, oh poor writers i know they oh they had to clean that out so hard afterwards oh, man um, poor pa god yeah oh, you you know well, we know mm, mm, know um <laughs> but she comes out just you know he did his job his his methods are unorthodox but she comes out like phoebe kate's coming out of the swimming pool in fast times at ridgemont high um her hair is huge which means she's beautiful <laughs> 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 they didn't even <laughs> i mean like what she has like this dress that like apparently they had kind of already in on standby oh yeah this uh, like tricolor dress right and then i wonder how long this actually took because like uh roommate i forgot her name all of a sudden lana she's been lana i mean i guess she's still in the waiting room that whole time lana doesn't exist lana is a figment of her imagination I think. <laughs> i'm sure at this point yes um 
but yeah, so basically Lana has this client who's coming into town, um, who is kind of taking over this old building to raise it and make it into this, uh, probably condos. It's the eighties. Um, <laughs> but Reaganomics. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lana's like, well, I was supposed to, you know, close the deal with him, but I want you to do it. And I'm like, does she have a license? She was the copy girl. How is she a realtor now? <laughs> um, but basically, the the implication is that this real estate agency is 100% a brothel because it is crystal clear that whatever real estate agent is going with this guy is going to sleep with him. I'm starting to believe that every old white dude in the 80s were some type of womanizer. I mean, you would be right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's really unsettling. Um, because he's like, well, I thought I was going to be working with you, Lana. And he looks at Mary and he's like, that'll do. And he's like, how about we, uh, look over these papers in my hotel. And it's just, they're not even pretending that they're going to be doing actual work. And at least everybody knows this is not a shock to her that they're going to have sex, but it's, it's, it's unethical to say the least. Right. I mean, talk about just like, I mean, first a faulty pl- plastic surgeon and now like, I mean, all all 80s businesses were all shoddy, you guys. Uh, never trust an 80s businessman or business. Yeah, no, I mean, look, one of them is the president. <laughs> oh, um, oh, boy. Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to mean to get too real. Um, but yes, so apparently, um, even though she's not a realtor, she's hot now, so she's qualified to realt. Of and course. So they're, they're back in his hotel room. He's doing something below the frame, but he's saying, you can't tell me that doesn't feel good. And the only motion that I can see is that it looks like he's just rubbing her butt. And I'm like, I think I can tell you that it doesn't feel good. You're not doing anything. <laughs> uh, I Okay, honestly, I, I miss that part, mostly because... That, I mean, we'll get to this at the end, but it wasn't the most fulfilling episode for me to watch. I just oh. kind of fell out of it after a while. <laughs> I but... don't blame you. <laughs> um, anyway, continue. But basically, uh, he takes off her shirt and her boobs are like made of clear plastic, it looked like. Is she like a robot, right? That's, yeah, because... That's what... Yeah, because she starts saying, like, I can't I can't feel anything. I don't feel. And then you see that she's basically empty. Like, she's been sucked clean of her humanity. And I'm like, oh. Which, at that point, I don't understand why he just didn't leave super fast. I would have been out of there, like, just freaked out of my mind. Yeah, instead, he's just criticizing her boob job, which, again, rude. Just calm down. <laughs> God. Um, but basically, she goes to look at herself in the mirror, and then she suddenly sees herself as like horribly scarred. And or wait, is it scarred or is it just her normal Amish face? I can't remember. I want to say it was both. Like, yeah, it, was, it might switch between them. As in, like, I feel like it was his. No, I mean, she was definitely scarred, but I think it was her her scarred Amish face. Okay, okay. Um, but so she sees herself as. Like, oh no, the beauty didn't work. I'm still plain old Mary. And she's so upset and she, she smashes the mirror. And then, Very strong mirror, by the way. Yes. But then we, we find out that in the process of smashing the mirror, a shard of the mirror has slashed her jugular open and she dies. <laughs> um, and this episode could totally be saying something about the beauty industry and the obsession with perfection, but it just kind of doesn't... <laughs> 
And it ends on the creepiest line ever. Good, was it? I was like, good looking corpse. Or oh, something God, like yeah. that. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Yeah, um, that was gross. And then, you know, Freddy shows up. He's like, it's what's on the inside that counts. And I'm like, oh, he actually knew what, what episode this was. <laughs> he actually knew. Or he recorded it and then they just like, oh, this one actually works. Let's just slap that on there. Look, whatever, whatever, whatever forces conspired to make that pun make sense, I appreciate it. And he slices his arm, him, his arm open, and some goo comes out. So thanks for that. Look, I don't know the way that Freddy works. Something tells me, even if she didn't get that makeover, she probably still would have been murdered somehow. Oh, of course. Like I don't. I, I should start taking a tally of how many lead characters make it out alive, but it, it's not right. many. No. Um. But yeah, so time for final thoughts. Was this episode a dream? Was it a nightmare? Or did it put you to sleep? Yeah, you know, I, I, especially after like watching so many horror films with you and like, mm-hmm. you know, every type of flavor of horror films, I do love my campy horror films. Okay. This one though, it was a little boring. Um, I feel like it were... I feel like the themes or like the the, the like the plot mm-hmm. it was something I've I could have watched like somewhere else. Um, yeah, and so and it didn't better. really stand out to me. Um, and just like the the deaths and and like just the supernatural stuff that could have made it better because it's a you know it's a Freddy franchise. It I don't know, it didn't really help it at all. It was just kinda like, oh, it was smashed by a Zamboni or hit by a car or a glass shard hit like you know, cut her. It wasn't mm-hmm. really that exciting of an episode for both acts, unfortunately for me. <laughs> no. So wait, so are you going with uh put you to sleep? Put me to sleep, yeah. No, totally fair. I'm going to go with full-on nightmare. Like, I thought this episode was terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it had some individual images that I really, really like. Like, um, the image, of, like I said, of the woman in the bikini on the ice skating rink. Truly one of my favorite images from this show, and I will <laughs> use it wherever I can. Yeah, that one was great. Like, but everything else was just super plain even oh god i knew this was going to be a, a a kind of a boring episode in that first scene where those two dudes were just talking for like five minutes straight i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about anymore yeah because we don't know anything about their characters or why they're here or how they know anyone it's just it's exhausting yeah. um yeah well i'm glad uh for the two we had you on at least one of them you enjoyed yeah yeah <laughs> So, I did enjoy that last one. So if you didn't listen to that last one, go listen to the last one. Yeah, please but. do. It's it's a little more positive. <laughs> um, but yeah, once again, where can everybody find you out there on the, the wild, wild internet? Yeah, so I got a couple shows. Uh, the first one being Geek KO. It is a geek trivia podcast that uh, your uh, your lovely host, Brennan, over here has been a guest many times on. So if you want to find all those episodes, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Um, yeah, Geek KO on, on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm also the host and writer of Geek and Update. It's a news parody show that... Um, we do geek news so we 
we uh, make fun of geek news headlines it's kind of like saturday night lives weekend update but it's for geek news and that was so many ways that i can explain the same thing uh you <laughs> can find that on primarily on instagram and facebook uh instagram is uh under the handle geek and update facebook is geek and update 3000 or something like that i forget uh we also are on youtube uh but we mostly just put all of our clips throughout the week uh, into one video if you want to watch it there it's under geek and update as well um and i think i forgot to mention this on the last episode but if you want to just find me and just like i mean i don't know see what my life is like i guess kind of <laughs> boring um you can find me Way to under, sell it. <laughs> uh twitter and instagram under the handle Justin. that's j-a-a-h-s-t-e-n perfect um yeah, I'll, and that'll be in the show notes as well. Like all that stuff that he just said, so you can find it all. Um, yes. Yeah. And just to remember, every episode is brought to you by donations. Um, please help keep us going by donating to the Ochre Project. Donate through the link also in the show notes. So you have a lot of homework in there. Um, take a screenshot of your receipt and send it to w2ptpod at gmail.com and and or DM it to me on social media on Twitter at its raining friends and on Instagram at the burning Clem. Our artwork was created by Henry Hall. If you'd like to support trans artists, and you should, you can send him a commission at henryhall.design. Our theme song is Living in a Dream by Pseudo Echo. Please rate and review us wherever you catch us. And next Tuesday, this is the episode we're going to be covering. It's called Sister's Keeper. In this follow-up to the first episode, no, no More Mr. Nice Guy, the twin daughters of the cop who killed Freddy find that whenever one is attacked by the man of their dreams, the other is wounded. Ooh, that sounds really Ooh. fun. Yeah. I, on, I can't wait. I hope that one's good. <laughs> uh, I hope so, too, for your sake, because that sounds actually pretty intriguing. Yeah, I'm fully down for that. We'll catch you on Tuesday for that one. But until next time, uh, bye. <laughs> I I always try to set up a closing tagline, but I don't have one. Oh, um, sweet dreams. Oh, that's pretty good. I'll leave it at that.